What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. We are in Genesis chapter 21, 8 through 14, and we are on the next step of the happiness of Sarah and Abraham. But the happiness or the joy that was brought in by the child is quickly taken away by who, who do you guess? Who do you guess? Ishmael and Hagar, the the other the other side, his other family. I feel like sometimes this is that movie where there's a guy and he has this whole family that they hang out together. But Abraham, well, the guy would leave and then they find out that he's got like this whole other family in some other place. And that's like Abraham, except they all know they're all living together and they're all living in this tension, man. We had that tension from a couple of chapters back where uh, the uh, Hagar took off. She ran away because of how Sarah was mistreating her. Also, how Sarah was angry at Abraham because of the way Hagar was mistreating Sarah. And then she came back. And now we are uh, on another thing that um, this kind of thing is about to boil over now that Isaac is born, the one in which God had called to himself. So um, this is Trusting Jesus Ministries. If you are uh, excited about checking this out, then man, I'm excited too. So let's jump into it. If you haven't read it yet, check out Genesis chapter 21, 8 through 14. If you have, we are going to go ahead and jump on into it, man. So what are the four questions? The first one is, what is actually being said about what's going on in here? Like, what, what, what are we reading? What is it actually being said? Well, it starts out saying that there's this big feast, this big party, this big uh, event that's happening, man, for Isaac, his weaning. So after he was circumcised, we saw that after he um, is finally now off of the bottle, per se, he's growing up probably about three, something like that, I think is what, what most scholars want to say, about three, four years old. Then uh, Abraham throws his party, man. He has his party for him. And during the party, uh, Ishmael is, is, is doing something with the child. We don't know what it is, playing with him, joking with him, you know, doing something uh, maybe like, uh, uh, you know how little kids get whenever they make fun of them, poking fun of them, cracking jokes at them. They call driving them, man. Ishmael could be driving them. And Sarah saw this and she got mad. Whatever it was, Sarah got mad. And so when that happens, she told, she talks to Abraham. She's like, Abraham, man, you get that, you get that slave woman and you get that child up out of here, drive her out. She has no place in this house because she ain't getting the inheritance along with my son, Isaac. And so when that happened, man, Abraham was kind of sad. He was, he was kind of, uh, um, broken hearted. Matter of fact, it says uh, in the Hebrew, it's, it's evil, you know, the, the word evil, it, but it doesn't always mean evil. It could also mean uh, troubled or um, broken or, or something like that in spirit. And so that's what he was, man. He, he, he didn't think this was right. He was saddened about this event because that's his child, you know, but God came to him, man, and, and God said to him, he says, hey, don't be troubled over the thing that Sarah has said about the, the, the slave woman and the son. He says, do as she said, do what your vo the voice of your wife has said, obey your wife. He's like, because this is the famous part we always hear. It's like, because in Isaac, your seed will be named. And so God is reassuring the promise because 
of the event that Abraham had done earlier with the, the laying with Hagar because of what Sarah had done. See, they, they're all doing this to themselves, man. Well, that's the trouble is that the problems that are occurring for them, the, the, uh, the turmoil and the strife that's happened between them was all caused because they didn't just trust God at the very beginning. But God is saying, trust me now. He's saying, do as I say now, because in Isaac, your seed will be named. Man, this whole time I've been telling you that I am going to do something for you. I'm going to make you a nation. I'm going to bless you and through the whole world, the world will be blessed. You'll get this land and it will be through your son, the son of you and your wife, Sarah. And finally it's happened. He's like, so trust me now. I've given you this child. He says, so go ahead and allow this uh, um, this thing to happen between Hagar and the boy. Allow it to happen. And then after that, he gives him even more assurance. He says, because he, this boy, I am going to make a nation out of him as well. He says, because he is your seed. Woo. Man, isn't that something, man? When God is on your side, what won't he do? What won't he do? He says, because he is your seed, Abraham. He is your seed. Man, that's that's powerful. That's powerful. And so it says the next morning, Abraham got up, man, got some bread and some water, gave it to um, um, gave it to Hagar and then gave the child to Hagar and sent him on their way. And it says that they wandered, that uh, Hagar left and wandered in the wilderness. Mm. I'm leaving it there. Give you a little cliffhanger, man. And we'll come back to it next week. But that's what's happening, man. He did immediately what God has said, told him to do. He got up the next morning, got the stuff, gave it to Hagar and sent her on her way. So what's to say about God? Well, first off, it says he's faithful. He is going to do what he says he's going to do. And the fact that um, Isaac will be the child in which the seed, his seed will be named, from which the promise will come, from which the covenant will stem. It is from Isaac. And he is reiterating this. This is the thing that we have been talking about ever since uh, he is, was called out of his father's household to wander. Is that he is going to do something amazing and it's going to be through the seed of Abraham. And this right here is, is um, Isaac, the one in which was promised. So he's faithful to do that. But then we also see he's all, uh, also providential, man, that he is calling all these things to happen. That even though, and so when I say providential and calling all these things to happen, what I'm saying is that he controls everything. He's sovereign. He makes everything happen the way it needs to happen. Because what it is, is that all the things that Abraham tried to do, Abraham and Sarah tried to do to cause this promise to happen on their own, they kind of ruined it. They didn't ruin it because obviously it's still happening, but they were kind of um, making it difficult uh, for these things to happen, but God in his masterful way moves and, and causes things to come to place where his promise cannot be thwarted. And so I, I say that now that when you see other people, you see, and this is application. And so I'm, I'm going to get to you right now is that if you see uh, uh, stuff happening in your life and, and you're wondering, man, what's going on? Why, why does it seem like I'm losing control? Like everything is pulling apart or falling apart or stranding. Like what is going on? What can I do? And it even can be caused by your own doing. God is still control. God is still in control. 
and he's moving things to take place to happen so that his glory can be shown and our lives can be made good. What's to say about man? Follow God when it's difficult. This was not a difficult thing for Abraham to leave his child, to abandon his child. See, the thing is, is Abraham couldn't have children. Abraham didn't have any kids, man. And when he finally gets, when he has to give it away, he has to send them away. That's got to be heartbreaking for Abraham. That's why he was so saddened about this thing. But God told him to do it, a very difficult thing. And guess what? There's going to be some more difficult things that Abraham is going to be tested and have to do. But he does it because he knows the one in whom gave him the child in the first place. And that that one is faithful to do as he says. And so when God tells him something, he says he's going to make a great nation out of this dude. And so he believes him. And because he believes him, he does what he says. So follow God when it's difficult. And then we cause trouble for ourselves. It's so true. A lot of the times, the things that we happen to get into, it's it's from our own doing. We often be like the devil, man. Ooh, he he's he's tempted, man. He's trying. Like, nah. I think a majority of the time, it could be seen as our own desires carrying us away. We are setting ourselves up for failure a lot of times. Now, it's not always that way. But if you realize that it is that way sometimes, then man, then we can do things to plan against that. So that way we can be victorious as we live this life for the glory of God. And so for our application, man, trust God. Trust God in everything and all things. If he says he's going to do something, believe that. And then second, actively see how our lives are living contrary to the way that God has called us to. What are we doing that is not lining up with the things that God has called us to do? Because if we begin to walk in the things that God has called us to, walk step in step with his spirit, then we'll find a lot more power and victory in our life. Now, we may find more difficulty, but we will find power and victory over those sins and desires and Satan in this world because we have the power of the most greatest and powerful being there is, the sovereign Lord, Yahweh. Hey, I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.